G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Well, we're catching up with Brett Ryan from Focus on the Family Australia. Good morning, Brett. Good morning, and good morning to all the listeners from all over our great nation. Yeah, it's so good, and we love catching up with you uh, once a week. And if you do miss our chats with Brett Ryan uh, from Focus on the Family, then you can go to our app, mm-hmm. and uh, we have them all podcast up there. So That's right. there you go. Some great so wisdom. You've got no there. excuse to yeah, listen to it. the sultry sounds of my voice. Yeah, exactly. There we go. We exactly. Love it. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're looking forward to getting some insight this week on parenting, but I guess because you know, everyone's got their own personality. Some people are extroverted, some people are introverted, and then obviously our kids come along and mm. sometimes they mirror us, sometimes they're the complete opposite. So how does that sort of play into the, the whole role of parenting when you know, maybe you're an introvert parenting an extrovert or vice versa? Yeah, it's a great question, and that opens up uh, a whole lot of levels of, you know, if you're a sporty and your child's not sporty, or if you've got a child who's musically inclined and you're not musically inclined. Mm. So, it will be a catalyst for some other conversations. But if you are a natural extrovert, and you love being around people, and your child is just quiet, Mm. uh, introverted, it can be a frustration. You might actually start thinking that there's something wrong with them. And even though you know that in your heart there's nothing wrong, you might start treating them that way. You might start thinking that, well, I need to fix this. And that's probably doing them a lot more damage. Mm. Now, there is a difference between a child that's shy and a child that's introverted. A a child who's shy wants to be around people but just doesn't know how to do it and and feels inadequate. And they feel like, I want to be, I want to connect with people. But for an introvert, a natural introvert says, I can be with people. I don't want to be with people. I just prefer to be by myself. I like being by myself. In fact, it energizes me. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference there. But if you uh, approach, you know, you're saying that my child, I want them to be outgoing like me, you might be putting them into a box or putting pressure on them that is not healthy for them. Mm. And because I guess that's the thing. If it's not how we're wired, it can be quite, um, well, I mean, emotionally draining, physically draining even, to try to be someone that you're not or to try to put on this almost like a, a false... Yeah. Um, exterior or a mask even. Oh, very much so. And in fact, that, that's, I mean, if you've got a child who's an, a, for example, the opposite of that, that you've got a child who's outgoing and you're an introvert and you like being by yourself and you don't want to be around others, you might start uh, curling or, or trying to be something that you're not. Mm. And that is exhausting in itself. Um, you know, try and be with all the other mothers of the, your, you know, your child's friends and 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 it just is just not connecting mm. for you it's it's exhausting so you actually have to acknowledge yourself where do you fit into the scale of what your personality is but then you also don't want to pour push your child to be something that they're not because mm-hmm. God has uniquely wired us. And when that verse in Proverbs where it's train up a child in the way that they should go and when they are old, they will not depart from it. It really is unpacking that is train up a child in the way that they are hardwired, the way that God has uniquely mm-hmm. designed them. And we have to parent them that way. So obviously you have to give that child those opportunities because of your um, 
personality and your drive, it doesn't mean it's the same for your child. I mean, I actually spoke to, my wife actually spoke to uh, a gentleman who we talked about this topic and he was a, a soccer player and he loved being out with his mates in the soccer and he kept on saying, oh, can you believe it? My son doesn't like soccer. Mm. I mean, uh, can you believe that? And he was so frustrated and uh, and Kate just said to him, well, what's what's he like? And he said, well, he just wants to be by himself and he wants to play the violin. I mean, who does that? <laughs> And Kate just said, you know, intuitively, she just said, well, have you ever considered taking your son to an orchestra or a, or a string quartet just to inspire him, to motivate him? And it was like that was the first time, that aha moment for him to actually mm. realize that he was trying to drive his child to be something that mm. he was and to live vicariously through his child and not allowing his child to grow and develop and to flourish and to thrive the way that God had uniquely designed him. Mm. We don't know what he did with that information, but it certainly caught his attention. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And the thing that's so important to think about, isn't it, you know, in this whole you know, realm of parenting that, you know, we want our kids to flourish, obviously, but as you just used that word vicarious, like, we oftentimes, and you know, knowingly or unknowingly, we sort of live our lives through our kids. You know, those sort of desires that were never fulfilled or whatever. And you know, we kind of push things onto the kids that you know, really are just unfair, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, we've seen the the evidence of that in in the sporting realm when you know parents have really driven their children and sometimes to great success. The the Serena Williams and mm. Venus Williams would be an example of that. Uh, Tiger Woods's dad, you know, we can see them driving their children as as much and as hard as possible, but. There's a lot of damage that can be done. Now, I'm not saying that they're damaged, but I'm just saying that a child couldn't be just a child because yeah. they were driven by their parents. And they can live, as you said, vicariously their their successes. And unfortunately, we see far too many fathers or mothers on the sidelines of sporting fields and courts all over Australia. And you can see that that killer instinct, that mm. win at all costs. Now, some children are naturally competitive. Others are not. Yeah. Now, that's another personality again, you know, that you're talking about the personality of introvert and extrovert. What happens if your child is just, yeah, I don't care if I win. I don't care if I lose. Yep. I just want to have fun. Now, yeah. for a father or mother who is fiercely competitive, they, it's just foreign for them. You, what? You don't want to win? What? What's mm. going on? And, and there is a tension and we have to acknowledge that tension, but we can't force it upon our children to be something that they're not. Yeah, yeah. that's a good that's point. That's so true. I think the good thing is that, I mean, typically, you know, within a relationship, husband and wife, you know, oftentimes they're opposites. And so one of you will be lined up <laughs> in some way with the kids. But I, I guess there are obviously times where, you know, mum and dad might be you know, quite similar. And then this child comes along who's the exact opposite. That would create a whole lot of uh, added uh, complexity to the relationship, wouldn't it? Where neither parent really understands, you know, where the kid's yes. coming from. Well, we can start off just with husbands and wife. You know, we talk about opposites attract. Yeah. Um, you know, that can be something. You know, you might be, uh, and and I'll use the example of from someone in my family. He was very conservative, very straight down the at the line. Wore the 
lovely clothes, he meticulously dressed and groomed, and then he married someone who was, you know, a bit of a gypsy, you know, just a free spirit, you know, it didn't matter what she wore, she was just really casual, and it was sort of like a contradiction, but it was sort of like he liked that about them, they were attracted Mm. to each other, and they made it work. The same thing with you've got a child, even if mum and dad are very similar in personality and your child's completely different, we have to make it work and to encourage them and to ensure that they are are loved and acknowledged for their uniqueness. They're they're acknowledged because they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that God hasn't made a mistake with them. And you need to be a student, and we've spoken about that numerous times, to be a student of your children as well as your spouse to understand what makes them tick, what drives them, what excites them, what demotivates them, what motivates them. And if you do that, you can see that if you harness those things and to build into those um, uh, opportunities for them to flourish, then that relationship will continue to um, be strengthened and your child will flourish and soar into life because mum and dad just love them for who they are. Mm, That's good. I love it. So good. That's very good. Good, uh, good thoughts there. And I, mean, I guess, there's, obviously, I'm assuming you got plenty of articles uh, on your website that would speak to some of these topics. Well, especially maybe if you've got a child that's quite um, quiet and and shy, and you might think there's something wrong with them, but they're just sometimes children are a little bit more emotionally distant or or emotionally um, quiet, and they're not quite the same as what you would like them to be. And it's good to do as much research or or reading on those to find out what are the emotional um, rites of passage. What are the stepping stones? We talk about, you know, physical development, but we also have to talk about emotional development. Mm -hmm. And all of these things, if they're not quite fitting into, they might need some upskilling, you know, of learning how to talk and making friends. They're all things that we need to learn. But sometimes children, you know, they don't need to have 15,000 friends. They just need to have two friends, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, yep. good That's point. So good. Excellent. I love that. Well, thanks for your input this week, Brett. Always fascinating to chat with you, mate, and we look forward to doing it again next week. For those who would like to find more information, they go to families.org.au. And if you can't find something that you're looking for, let us know and we'll steer you in the right direction. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.